can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. What's going on? Week four is here. And you know what that means? We have a rapid reaction for you. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe on all platforms you find your podcast on and like us on all social media platforms at big blue all year let's get right into it week four in the nfl the new york football giants take on the los angeles rams daniel jones completes 23 of 36 passes totaling 190 yards zero touchdowns and one interception the running game showed little progress daniel jones six carries for 45 yards Wayne Gorman, 6 carries for 45 yards. Devonta Freeman, 11 carries for 33 yards. The New York Football Giants lacked luster defense, gained a little luster, only holding the Rams to a total of 17 points and a total of two sacks, one by Kyler Fackrell and the other by Austin Johnson. The Giants go 0-4, losing to the Rams 9-17. Find out what happened next on the next episode of Big Blue All Year. This has been a New York Minute. Welcome to Big Blue All Years Reactions. We're talking Rams games. If you can't tell in my voice, I'm slightly less intoxicated than I've been the last couple of weekends, and I'm a little bit more optimistic. So, boys, let's get into it. I really – look, we talked about at the beginning of the year how there are no moral victories. I think I was so upset after the 49ers game because – we just looked like we couldn't even compete with an NFL team, let alone one with a bunch of backups. Again, you know, mistakes, issues, a lot of things not to like this week. We're 0-4 that, you know, again, we are what our record says we are. But we went out there, I thought we were, in context is everything, right? You know, everybody hypes up a great movie and you go in and it's bad. You feel really shitty. I thought we were going to go to the West Coast and lose by 50. And we were in the game until the last seconds. I mean, hell, again, I, I was excited to be watching a football game for the New York Giants. Uh, call me crazy, but I think there's a lot of optimism to take away, despite being an 0-4 football team right now. Yeah. Um, what do you I Honestly, give it to the defense. How do you only allow 17 points against an offense like that? Yeah, it's two touchdowns and a field goal, but, you know, that's not the problem. Like, if you hold your opponent to 17 points, you should be able to win the game. But when your offense goes into the fourth quarter with nine points, probably not going to win the game. So, yeah, man. Offense is a problem. I did like some of the the nice runs Devontae Freeman had today. Uh, They had that one, uh, what, 30? (laughs) They had, uh, Slayton had that one nice one, like 35 on the last drive. So, like I'm not, I'm not as like because I really was expecting. I did not have any expectations whatsoever for this game, except uh, unless you listen to my uh, season predictions, where I probably said they were gonna beat the Rams. That whole thing is just blasphemous. Mm. I was under the heavy influence of alcohol <laughs> for that. But well, like, you're right. Yeah, I try to be realistic, man. But I have to say, like, the fact that they didn't get steamrolled is a plus. Burger, what, what are you trying to say? I was to say, this this game, this defense killed it. We had countless three and outs, forcing the Rams to give us the ball back. It was honestly that Cooper Cup 55-yard touchdown Dude, where it. we just had a, we had a lapse in coverage. Dude, they could have um, won on a field goal if, if that wasn't the case. Absolutely. So that one play And how was... about, hold on, can I just say one thing? Sorry, Go I'm cutting you no, off. You're... 
Uh, that that Joe Judge gives the Rams the ball back with 2.30 and gets the ball back before the two-minute warning with the timeout. I think Pat Shermer would have totally, totally fumbled that fucking uh, opportunity. No way. Well, you're both a bunch of idiots. Hey, we're 0-4, so regardless, I know that that touchdown was a, a dagger. We uh, still didn't fucking win. Let's be honest here. The offense sucks. The running game improved today, but Daniel Jones looks clueless in the pocket. Um, he's finally figured out he can use his legs. Like, you know, he had, what, at least a couple first round done. Uh, first round. First down runs. Holy shit. Tongue twister. But he, Words are hard. Unique, you know, words, New York. dude. Words are tough, <laughs> but no, like it's the same shit. These receivers can't catch balls. There's at least four drops, five drops at least. Um, we can't get the ball more than five yards down the field. Like no one's getting open. I think they had. Oh, let me just check real quick. How many sacks did the Rams have? At five least six. eight. They had at least, at least oh. five. It was five. I, That's dude, still a pretty like good game was, for our offensive line, honestly. It's I have just to say, a, I'm sorry. And there were some coverage the, sacks. There were some coverage sacks that were totally Daniel Jones' fault that he should have just yeah. thrown away. I have to say, hey, but where, where is, where is the difference? When we see, I hear these announcers say it all the time. And don't get me wrong, there is time. Daniel Jones locks on his first receiver. He doesn't get moved down his projection or uh, his progressions. And yes, he holds the ball. But then you get this snapshot of what the views look like downfield, and there's nobody open. What the fuck do you want from him? You know, like, you if he throw throws the ball, the ball away, okay, he's he's inside the pocket that is collapsing. What the fuck do you want him to do? Take a uh, intentional grounding every play when there's nobody open? I guess. I don't know. You gotta uh, get, I think, you gotta get out I think he's there. like a split second short on a decision yeah, making he, and like holding it. He, he, I, he I, needs I, to I, go now, I see him sensing the pressure, but it's, it is almost a half a second too late. Like the one with uh, Floyd or the other guy when they were chasing him out of the pocket. Because he, he sensed it. Yeah, he didn't even yeah. see him. He sensed it, but it was just a tad late. Oh, so he's he getting the there. fucking ball on the ground again, too. He got strip sacked. Thank God he recovered it. But fuck. I, was, I, I couldn't wait. I was like, man, finally a game without a Danny Dimes turnover. <laughs> and, of course, the last drive. <laughs> Dude. I really thought he was going to take off and run that, that one. He should have. He really should have. He had an, he had a wide-open lane. And, dude, when he was running the ball, like, he's taking a hit, and he's putting his shoulder down. He's saying, I'm hitting you, too. Yeah, you know? they missed a 15-yarder. He got helmet-to-helmet on one play when he went out of bounds. They should have called back. Well, maybe learn to slide, though. Maybe I love, or, I love the aggressiveness, but, like, mm. pop your fucking shoulder up. We're in big goddamn trouble, and we're already in big goddamn trouble. So yeah. Oh, I was telling my disciple before. I was like, you know, we're we're inside what the fifteen, and I was like, this is such a cock tease. Like, look at Danny just do this to us right now, and then he has that window to run it, and he throws <sighs> that pick. It was like, well, huh? dude, the team uh, like as, as sad as it is, like they have to learn how to win, and they just don't know how yet. Dude, Danny Dimes just doesn't look like he knows how to win. And that's like a huge issue if we're going to really address the elephant in the room. Like, <laughs> the uh, elephant like, in the room. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the guy doesn't like, I don't think he's got it in him to win games now. Like, the turnovers are just adding up. Like, I'm really starting to second guess our I don't know. Here. I mean, how much of this, dude, I mean, like, this is like unprecedentedly bad. Unprecedentedly bad. 
of an offense that you're seeing, man. I mean, dude, like, I don't know what I do. You got to think Jason Garrett's got to be on the hot seat by now, dude. You didn't oh, score a yeah. touchdown in two straight games, man. It's the well, NFL. I, think I, texted you, I texted you both. I was like, did Evan Ingram have a minus seven yard play on the first yes. drive? Yes, he like, did. Yeah. I was like, was yeah, it a tight end say, screen? Let's, let's jump into that right there, Burger, because you're a blasphemous yeah. burger. Double B. Yeah. Um, blasphemous. Last week, <laughs> blasphemous. We were talking about it's Sunday. It's the, it's the Lord's Day, and you're fucking blasphemous. Um, the, uh, you were last week. We're talking about the a talent that Eli Manning had around him for his first two years compared to the absolute stripped a terrible roster that is surrounding Daniel Jones, and you're going to tell me that this kid doesn't have the capability to win? Like, I agree. You, you lose. Losing is a disease. Go out watch the fucking natural, you young pups. But point is, is that in two games this year against teams of superior talent, we have been in a play to win the game. And look, at like, would you guys not be fucking focusing on your top receiver when you got no one else to throw to? Like, think about the first drive of the game. First play, Evan Ingram, drop. Yeah, tough catch, but two hands on the ball, drop. Second play, sacked. And guess who got beat? Evan Ingram. But he held the ball, sure, whatever. Still, gets sacked. Third down, throws a completion, negative seven yards. I'm just saying, this dude has been getting the shit kicked out of him for two years. This is his sixth. You were saying earlier, Disciple, about how he was still a rookie. This was his 16th game. So for one full season, he has been getting the shit kicked out of him. So, again, no moral victories, but there are a lot of things that I liked. And he played a clean game up in there until the end, under pressure, the entire game. That's, and that's hold on. Saying. Let me just say something. This is a team that is far and away better than the, than the Giants. Like, it's not even close. And they only lost by one possession. That's that's some dude. There is literally no position in which the Giants have a better player at any given position than this Rams team, a hundred percent. And they only lost. What does that tell you about the coaching? I think it's definitely but positive. It's but they still didn't win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. still didn't win. Okay. I did love, I almost spit my beer out because Big Mac uh, saw the play where Danny Dimes hit circle twice. He did the spin move inside mm-hmm. the pocket, bounce out. I thought for sure. And then did, did a little weeps and did another spin move to get the first down. And he's like, that looks like Eli out there. And I'm going to shit my I was say, is that the Eli I, have, I actually have a piece of breaking news, boys. Golden Tate and Jalen Ramsey started a post-game brawl in which punch, punches were thrown at midfield. Golden Tate and Jalen Ramsey were, of course, at the center of it all. I, uh, I tend to do both. Bitch. And how about how about Nick Gates sticking it to fucking uh, Aaron Donald, man? Yeah. I think Donald really started that fight, and Gates said, get the fuck out of my face. Wait, Jalen Ramsey, who might be a phenomenal player, and I don't know him personally, but the man who never shuts the fuck up about anything, if I – correct me if I'm wrong – uh, left Golden Tate's sister, who is pregnant, yeah. was pregnant with his children. He has one with her already to go start banging. He pulled a tiki barber and left his pregnant pregnant wife for some other chick. So, you know what? I hope he beat his ass. And anybody who's listening to this that is like, oh, yeah, but Jalen Ramsey got him on that tackle. It was a good football tackle. Golden Tate was already up in the air. If Jalen Ramsey doesn't make that tackle, then he shouldn't be pay- being pl- paid like an all-pro. Fuck that man. I love it.
got the fire. Yeah. The fire Ooh. within. There's within a lot of sizzle there. I love it. Call the the bad blues for the big all year. Like a puma. sponsor, baby. Mac like a puma. Rah. So wait, let's also address that Matt Pert saw some action today at right tackle for not Cam much, Fleming. dude. They put Fleming right back in. On four, yeah, was dude, he hurt on that? Series I don't know, but dude, just... Pert like held his own, man. Like I liked yeah. it though. Like, he didn't get the biggest push up front, but what I noticed with Pert is when the guy was kind of close to the quarterback, he just like shoved him and he just went like ten yards. I was like, okay, that's yeah, how you yeah. build a pocket, set the edge, oh, boy. You push him down the field for sure, dude. I feel like with Pert, it was a bigger push. So like you can't deny that. And they were using Shane Lemieux as the fullback. Apparently, what is going on, Jason Garrett? Dude, goal hey, line set, put him in. You gotta get these on the field, and uh, that's a Patriot what, thing, right? The they oh, they always put in like tight ends as fullbacks and like DT mm-hmm. as fullbacks, right? The Patriots do that. Weird stuff. Who's, uh, didn't Vrabel uh, catch a couple things? Like, yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Let's, uh, so let's, let's also let's, talk about context. Yeah. So obviously, oh, I'm just going to say, uh, it, Disciple and I, maybe I didn't know how bad it was. Last, well, I guess I did. But we were at Triple T's tailgate having a fucking great time. It, great time. much everything. Great food. Football game. Great. Oh, the food. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, always. And she's always saying, oh, nobody, nobody's eating. Um, yeah, meanwhile, I'm like trying to puke so I can eat more of the food, but I digress. Um, but I'm just saying, think about the difference of the mentality. I was at a loss. Like after the 49ers game, it was just like, why, why are we even doing this? I mean, I love the Giants so much and I will never not watch. I can't, it's a disease, but Last week was one of the lowest points as a Giants fan. And then this week, it hurts more because I'm not at Triple T's tailgate. But, again, in the last moments of a football game, I was sitting there with my nephew and Big Mac screaming at the television about an opportunity to be excited. And that's what – if we can realign to the reason this season was – look, if you thought you were going to be great this year, it's a bad – you're insane. Disciple, you thought we were ten and six. It's insane. Uh, insane. I thought we were going. I see it now. That that might be insane, but to have improvement every week and be in a fight—that's something to look forward to. And this week we got that. So I I don't know. I don't. I mean, do you think anybody expected the Giants to even uh, beat the spread? Spread was what thirteen points. (laughs) <laughs> I, I had my buddy bet against a bet on the spread actually. So, really, yeah. Wow. See, I don't do that with my team, man. I don't. I keep my teams out of my betting. I only. Hey, bet it's on not my money. I didn't do shit. But um, can we talk about how Blake Martinez is still flying around? Dude, Blake Martinez is fantastic. Great signing. I think he had 13 more tackles today. He fucking is all over the field. And James Bradbury as well. God. I feel like we always talk about the same two players, but... Dude, there's no... Fackrell had a good game. Fackrell, what a game. Austin Johnson had a good game. Um... The guy Lewis they got from the, from the Raiders. But dude, like, I feel like on a defense, like, you're only as good as your weakest link. And dude, I feel like Devontae Downs, man. 
He's real slow Ooh. out there. He's real yeah. slow like, out there. He should be in the NFL. I agree. Yeah, man. Oh, man I wish... Dude, Tay Crowder with that fucking interception, man. I wish he could have got that. Welcome that to the NFL, That was so man. close. He it almost was. had it. Mr. Dude. Irrelevant. Trying to make a Mr. name for himself. It was almost very relevant. Dude. Uh, to even... You know, be on the field as a seventh-round pick is pretty crazy, but I wouldn't expect nothing less from the Giants. As I say, that's really more of an indictment of the talent on the team. Yeah, more no, hundred percent. I mean, dude, you look at you look at uh, the Jets. I believe Lamar Jackson, the cornerback that we used to do mock drafts for, is on is starting right now, or as is at least like the third cornerback. But I digress because I I seen him a lot on that Denver game. That was an ugly game. Uh, well, I can't believe it. Yo, at least the Jets can score that, fucking that was... 28 points, man. Give me yeah. 20 points, please. If the Giants score 20 points, they win this game. That's true. That's fair. That's and it. Which, which is a good point. I'm all on the sword. I called out Patrick Graham. I was very upset about the defense. But again, this is a time. One bad play that let up a, a big touchdown, yes. But that aside, which isn't a big aside, but to your point, 17 points we played very, very competitively against a top, you know, easily top 10. By the end of the year, it could be a top five high-flying offense. And through four weeks, with the exception of fourth downs, when we look at what this defense could do when we sustain some drives. Yeah, we didn't get into the end zone. Two weeks without a touchdown. That's bad. But the pendulum is swinging and putting the responsibility of how bad we are completely on the offense, which the bigger concerning point is that the last four draft picks in a row, our first round draft picks have been on the offensive side of the ball, and it is growing ever clearer that we cannot compete there. You gotta be happy with the signs our defense is showing. We might be one or two pieces away from being a very competent defense. Again, Com- hear my words and see how the bar is. Well, it's I, I forget who actually even said the line. What it was a leader or. I don't remember if it was like uh, Catherine the Great or like Mao Zedong said, a great wind is blowing. I feel that right now. Okay. I know it's not showing up, but I feel it. Like the, the foundation is being set with marble stones, whereas with Pat Shermer, it was being set with clay and silt and just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I couldn't hold that in. Roadhouse just walked in and shook his head and walked out with disgust at, at that. Yeah, because you're either talking about the Battle of Trafalgar or you're talking about the, the winds that, that swept away the, the, the navies and on, the, on the Chinese coast. But anyways, as a history guy, I fucking love it. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but I love it. No, hold on. Now I got to look it up. Shaman. No, now I'm looking it up. A great wind is blowing. Right, well, while he's looking at the weather report, Berger, what do we got before we get the hell out of here? Uh, I, I think there's one other. One Catherine other the Great of Russia. Sorry. That's it. Oh, I knew gosh. it. Okay. Oh, wow. Continue. Let's say, like, I, said, I said it was either Catherine or Mao Zedong. Right, I, I was thinking of the wrong country. Okay. I apologize. Wrong Catherine. You you guys finished with Catherine the Great? Yeah, please. A great wind is blowing. Keep going. Okay. Well, there were some signs of life from the Giants' rush defense because they held the Rams under 60 yards. Rushing yards? That, and we, 
Rushing yards. They're under 60. I haven't even looked at the stats. All I know is what and, I saw. And we own them in time of possession by over six minutes. Seven minutes. Almost they, seven God, minutes. They actually got created some turnovers, man. Well, our running game came live today. They got over 130 yards. I was like, damn. How like much, Wayne Gallman how much had that was big run at the Oh, end. yeah. How much? Freeman, I feel like, was getting some nice chunkage. Dude, Freeman was all over the place. Uh, Freeman had 33 on 11 carries. Gallman had 45 on 6 carries. All right. I'll take it. And then it, Danny, Danny. I'll take it after, after uh, coming into this game with a combined, like, 30 yards rushing from running backs, which is laughable. Uh -oh. I like how we bring in Deion Lewis too, and we do not use him at all. <laughs> or like he all just right. can't. Biggest, my two biggest takeaways of the game, and then let me hear your guys's, and we'll we'll get out of here. Yeah. One, my biggest positive, I was not in attendance at the game. The uh, for those of you who don't know, you're big blue all year, and uh, my my family we typically try to do one game a year. And this game was on the docket as a potential option. So if you're looking for silver linings in a COVID year, you don't have to waste money, time, and travel on this dumpster fire. The second one I have completely lost in the time I started talking. So I'm going to pivot to one of the other. That was a uh, me pushing off my ramblings to Gregor mm. to cycle. If that wasn't. Cycle, take it away. Honestly, like. <laughs> My biggest takeaway from this game is defense, huge step up after letting up 36 points last week huge, against a division rival of the team we played last week. And um, another big takeaway is this team has got to start scoring touchdowns because it's really fucking driving me crazy. You're not going toe-to-toe -to -toe with a Cowboys team that scored uh, 40 points today but lost – you know, if they can't score against the Cowboys, forget about it. Because they have a dog shit secondary. Pass defense out the wazoo. Well, that brings me back. All right, the Burgers, too. Uh... Sorry, I'm, cut, I'm cutting in very briefly. And I'll, it's just that point right there. Is that the fact that all of us need to keep watching these games because our division is such a dumpster fire. Who knows what's going to happen tonight with the Eagles. But the Cowboys lost again. We're still only one Washington game back, Force, baby. And I believe five of our next <laughs> How sickening is that? <laughs> back and that we psychopaths actually are going to start convincing ourselves that well maybe we could win a few games and be in the division sorry burger go all right two things one the giants are still in contention for the number one pick yeah we're being uh that pessimistic right now uh number two uh definitely dave gettleman is much more in the hot seat still it's uh i feel like the weeks are coming i don't think he, makes he never got game. off yeah, so that's uh, that's still burning. His ass looks like fucking uh, uh, Marv's hand from fucking Home Alone. <laughs> that's how hot this seat is. A big M from McAllister on his ass. Love it. <laughs> Walk around calling himself the Sticky Bandit after he got rid of Odell. We robbed those guys. Yeah, he probably yeah. did. I mean. All right. <sighs> better i've had better <laughs> that's actually side note that's a famous thing in my family because my my grandmother next door is very picky about what she eats and my mom will be like oh how's the steak today she'll be like i've had better so it's just like an inside <laughs> joke <laughs> i've had better <laughs>
Kentucky. Well, and as far as pods go, I'm sure I'm sure we've had better. Gentlemen, I appreciate you jumping in after the 0-4 New York Football Giants. Next week we have the boys. Yep. Oh no. boy. Yikes. Well on that note. Whatever. We'll see you in a few minutes. Shaman, take us out, buddy. Well, we were saving this next segment for some happier times. I think we need it. Here's our new segment, Triple T, Teresa's Tailgate Tips. Take it away, Mac. You know you can't bring that weak ass stuff up in this humpy bumpy. You got Triple T's up in this bitch. Big Blue All Year fans, welcome to our very first edition of Triple T, Teresa's Tailgate Tips with... Queen T. Please follow us on Twitter and like and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. If any of you listeners out there are ever lucky enough to join us at Lot D and taste these tailgate creations firsthand, I'm confident you'll be kneeling at the throne of Queen T before long. But to be fair, I'm a bit biased and this is your first public introduction. So Queen T, tell the people why they're here. Well, hello, everyone. I'd like to start by saying, first of all, I'm Italian. And I don't know if I need any more credentialing other than that. But I have been in the kitchen probably about two years. I have watched a first-generation Italian cook all my life. It is my happy place. And uh, that's uh, that's why I'm here. So would you say that you're an expert when it comes to delivering grade-A safe tailgate food on a regular basis for New York football Giants fan and selfishly, our family? Absolutely, absolutely. Additionally, I've been tailgating for approximately 35 years, maybe longer. So you have a little bit of experience. Let's dive into that right then and there, because a lot of our fans out there who are listening, I know we're blessed, we're lucky. We've been fortunate enough to be going to games for decades and even more fortunate enough in the last how many ever years to to have the van, have the lot, have the spot, you know, got a great setup and moving forward, hey, maybe we'll do some live pods out there and join you all so you can uh, have some of these uh, meatballs firsthand. But Queen T, as the expert, first time tailgaters, what is something that they would need to know if they're fortunate enough to get to a game, hopefully next year, that you know to be an essential, but they might just never even think is on their radar. You can't buy experience. No, you can't. And we've had our our trials and errors, trust me. That is a very long laundry list, but I do want to remind first-time tailgaters to make sure you you get your parking pass and don't forget your parking pass because you want your guests to find you. If you if you go if you get caught up in traffic and you're not there early enough, you can get actually locked out of the 
the parking lot that you have invited everyone to uh, attend your party and you can get it, it actually closes so you want to make sure you have your parking pass you want to make sure you get there early you want to get online to make sure that your parking your parking lot is secure for your party if you don't do that your your whole all the plans that you made they're basically dead because you need to you need to get there you need to set up and you want to make sure that your guests can find you so don't forget your parking pass be there on time be there ready to set up so your guests can attend so green tea i mean it's a one o'clock game I, if i'm there by 10 a.m and i got a pass that's got to be early enough right you may as well bring sandwiches because you're going to be eating in the car no no, you have to get there. We uh, last year they, or the year prior, they changed the arrival time. The gates open at eight o'clock. We arrive at seven a.m. for a one o'clock game. We are usually the sixth or seventh car um, in line to get into our parking lot. Get there about an hour or before. Uh, get there an hour before the gates open so that will ensure that you can not only get into your lot but now you get to pick what we call prime real estate you have to pick a very very good spot and generally what we find are all the tailgaters have their own spots that they that they park in get there find out when the gates open get there an hour before wait in line you can park there you can have a mini party in the car have your bloody marys have your mimosas that's another thing make sure that while you're waiting for the hour you can also treat yourself to a little something special and you might find that you see some psychopaths such as us jumping out of the car and running down the side of the hill and setting our tailgate up before we're even allowed into the stadium so yeah. um, early <laughs> is the name of the game um, yeah that has and depending on the security staff at the time of the uh, in that time in the morning they may ask you to leave but it's always it's fair to say that if you do jump the fence and try to claim your real estate with like a chair they're not going to bother you don't be you know don't be lugging a cooler down there because they don't want to see that but if you want to stake your claim with the chair that's absolutely okay and highly recommended so bring one of those collapsible lightweight soccer chairs get into your spot put your chair down you'll be all set the early tailgaters get the burger you know that old-fashioned saying everybody knows it we'll move on um, but before we get into monday because i think obviously it's covid everything has changed i'm disappointed that our fans are gonna to have to wait a year for some of these tailgate tips. So maybe next time Queen T, we can get into a little bit more game day rituals and let people know what they're missing out on and how to prepare. So very, very quickly, um, for a regular game, not one we're doing at home, but what is your favorite tailgate food to make and or to eat? Maybe they're the same. Well, I the, my favorite tailgate food there's two may, may i have two if i may have two obviously my you, are the boss. you know you don't need to ask me permission for anything my, my my stuffed meatballs are fun to make they're very easy to serve and they are um enjoyed by all our our all our guests that is a the fact. Other, other thing that i like to make 
especially for a one o'clock game when we're there at eight o'clock. I like to make my breakfast bread. I make a ham, cheese, and egg stuffed pizza bread. I have that prepared. I wake up an hour and a half early in the morning to cook that. I keep it warm so when while we are waiting in the car to get in and also when we first set up, we have breakfast. So we have Buddy Mary's and we have a breakfast bread. So that's always fun. That's fun to eat. It gets us going until you want to have something to eat, especially if you have guests there before your grill gets warm up. So have some food there, have some breakfast food and a stuffed bread is, uh, you, you can't go wrong with a stuffed bread. I could not say it better myself. So let's get to Monday because I'm excited. I'm hitting the road and coming down to you tomorrow. Um, I couldn't be more excited for the start of the NFL season, but really it's a sad year. I mean, our fans are going to have to wait. Like we said, you know, at the, maybe there's some optimism by the end of the season. There could be some fans in the stadium. You saw some tailgaters out there at uh, Kansas City this past weekend or this past Thursday, but I, I just don't know what's going to go on. So in the meantime, how can fans pull off a socially distanced home tailgate? Because I know we're pulling out the TVs and we're gonna have a hell of a time on Monday. But Queen T, you are running the show, you're the master. How would you run an at-home tailgate safely? Well, the first thing we, we've done is we notified our guests to bring their own chair. All right, so this way there's no sharing of chairs. We don't have to sanitize any chairs. So everyone, we told everyone to make sure that they have their own chair to sit in and also to bring their masks. I'm also going to have a basket of hand sanitizer. So everyone is going to have their own little hand sanitizer. Plus we, we have containers of um, hand sanitizer uh, that we are, uh, the cloths that we're going to have placed around the tailgate area. We're also going to have our tables set up so that it is uh, distant, physically distant, distance. And also we are going to have, uh, we have chalk, we're going to have areas chalked off for families. So we're measuring six feet, uh, six feet squares for every family to be in. And we are also, this is very, very important to remember. And this is important to remember whenever you're having a tailgate, have finger foods. We're not having any foods that you're going to be using, serving spoons and sharing and any type of utensils. Everything is going to be finger foods picked up with toothpicks. You don't, you don't want your guests to have to put their cocktail down or their beverage, I should say, their beverage, whether it be water, beer, or cocktail, you, you want them to be able to hold their beer, grab their food, and when you're serving your food, make sure your food is separate. So if you're having, for an example, um, we're having sliders. So for an example, when you serve your sliders, don't have them so when the person grabs the slider, they're touching the other slider. Have your food separate so there's no, uh, chance of contamination either that's very very important serve your food with napkins and toothpicks as much as possible so you're not fucking around queen t you're putting on both your healthcare professional hat and your tailgating professional hat at the same time 
And I know I'm excited. Hell, Disciple's even coming up. I know he's excited. So very quickly before we get the people out of here, run me down the menu you have planned for us. Uh, I think another segment, I would love to hear about the strategy because I know that we talk about menu weeks and weeks in advance. But for the sake of today, give me the rundown. What are you excited about? I might freak out a little bit because I haven't eaten yet today and I might not eat until Monday so I can gorge myself, but I digress. The first thing, we're going to have three grills. We're gonna have two cooking grills and a warming grill. We also have the luxury of an oven in the home, of course, but I like to keep it authentic as much as possible and do as much cooking on the grill as possible. You, It's a very long evening. Keeping in tradition, we're starting the tailgate at 3.30, which is approximately four hours uh, pregame. So we have a, a lot of uh, food and we're going to be serving the, the food throughout the night. So we're, let me, I, I'm not quite sure what we're starting with, but we're having two stuffed breads, by the way, not one, but two stuffed wait, breads. Wait, we were, we were deciding a week ago, which one, what'd you go with? Uh, well, because we're having the ham and cheese sliders, <laughs> also turkey sliders for those who don't eat any type of beef or pork. We're having turkey sliders. We, we're, I'm going with a traditional stromboli. Oh, Pepper okay. Yeah, pepperoni, gabagools, you know, the provolone, that type of traditional stromboli, and then the roast beef and the onion. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure, I think I'm going with a white cheddar with the yeah. roast beef and the onion, because we're having the provolone and the other one. Um, hot dogs wrapped with bacon, the two sliders. We're having pizza, the meatballs, stuffed meatballs, of course. What are they stuffed with? Stuffed mushrooms. Oh, the meatballs are stuffed with the pearl uh, mozzarella balls. Yes, they are. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna be stuffed mush? Stuffed mushrooms, stuffing, sausage, seasoned cream cheese stuffing. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Piogis. We talked about piogies in oh, right. uh, so not the Steel City. That's another thing you might want to do, tailgaters. Make the extra effort. Know who you're playing. If they're, I'm just giving you an example. If they're playing, if they were playing Buffalo, you would have Buffalo chicken wings. You know, something that's that is that is a cuisine that is known to the the team that you're playing. Uh, you can do anything with the Cowboys, but we we, we went with uh, piogies. We're having turkey kibasa. Um, let me see what else is on the menu. I should have I should have had the menu in front of me. Yeah, I'm missing something. Oh oh, well, we're having uh, buffalo wings in the deep fryer. That's another thing you might want to get yourself a turkey fryer, you tailgaters. And that's a relatively new addition to, to the Big Blue All-Year Tailgate. That's right. why I just called it the Big Blue All-Year Tailgate. We'll move and on. a very big hit is the fried dough. We're having mm-hmm. our fried dough for dessert, both seasoned with um, sugar and cinnamon sugar. So two different types of fried dough. That's towards the end for like a dessert. That's, uh, that's some of the food that we're having. The something tells me Disciple and myself will be gushing about the tailgate and the menu in extreme detail when we catch you later for our rapid reactions after the Steelers game. But 
Queen T, thank you for joining us. I think we're going to have a lot more fun as the season continues to move on and we can share you know, recipes and get into different tactics and food strategy. I'm really so thrilled to have the resident tailgate queen expert herself. So check us out next time. And Queen T is going to be taking off her crown, putting on the apron, and share our listeners one of her tailgate recipes. So that was Triple T, Teresa's Tailgate Tips with Queen T. Till then, stay hungry, stay safe. Ciao. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode in the books. Another week of NFL football in the books. Unfortunately for us, not a great one. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, and like at Big Blue all year, every social media platform.